everybody wants to be an investor, but do you have an investment game plan for any market condition? Well, if you don't, then keep listening because I'm going to break down some of the tools you need to have a strong game plan. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Brown Report Stock Market Report, where it's all about power charts, power trades, power profits. And now your host, stock market trader and coach, Jason Brown. All right, all right. Hey, everybody. Jason Brown here with the brownreport.com. And I'm really excited about this topic, having an investment game plan for any market condition. This is something I'm really passionate about because we know that there are different market conditions. The market could be bullish. It could be bearish, up, down, sideways, upside down. And I want to talk to you about that. What's your game plan? Do you have one? If not, I want you to leave out of this episode with a game plan. Investors need a game plan and trading is just one piece of the game plan. So let's break down what that what that means when I say investing and trading, because those are those are two different things. So let's just say your investment plan is you want to buy a famous franchise restaurant someday. So that's part of the investment, the portfolio. You want to have a McDonald's, a Wendy's, something like that. That's the big picture investment, but you don't make enough money to go pay a million dollars to start a McDonald's or $2 million liquid or whatever the case may be to buy a McDonald's. So part of your investment game plan may be to start trading. So you start trading as part of your overall investment game plan so that you can make the money to buy that McDonald's or that Wendy's. Does that make sense? So the big picture, the investment plan is to eventually one day own a a franchise that you can live off the money from running a business. But then we have to drill down and say, okay, what's the step to get you to franchise? You're like, well, hmm, I never thought about that. I'm going to become an investor. All right. So what kind of investment? Well, I'm going to trade in the stock market because there's also you could say I'm going to invest in real estate. But right now we're talking about the stock market. All right. I'm going to trade in the stock market. That's part of the investment plan. Okay, how are you going to get the money to get started in the stock market? What's the plan for that? Well, I'm going to take my tax returns or something like that. And then I'm going to get into the stock market. So now we have kind of this multi-layered plan. So you got, I want to buy a franchise. I'm going to work my job, take the tax return and get into trading with that. And the trading is going to fund the money to buy my franchise. So there you go. So now that we know that stock trading is part of the game plan and we just dove deeper into how you're going to get in the stock market. So you're going to get, you know, your tax return, you're going to get in. So how do you plan to now consistently grow a small bank account enough to have the money to pay for a franchise? So this is where your trading game plan comes into place inside of your overall investment plan. Does that make sense? So the trading is part of the investment plan. It's not the plan. It's one piece of it. So is your job. So is your tax return. Okay. So now as we focus on the trading plan, this is where most people 
go wrong. So they, they have a great idea, but I don't think they fully execute on it and reach their potential because they never completely think it through. Let's dive into what happens when you invest in the stock market. So your game plan right now is you're going to take your 2000 3000 you get from your tax return. You're going to buy stocks. So most people only know how to buy stocks. But as we break down the game plan, you'll see that there are some flaws in it. And if you can look at your game plan and plan for the holes, for the gaps, for the flaws in it, you have a better chance of success. Let's talk about the first flaw. If you're only buying stocks, you only know how to buy and sell stocks. What you're saying is that you believe that the stock is going to go up. So the first flaw is if you buy stocks, you only make money when a stock goes up because you don't make money by buying a stock and a stock going down. And you also don't make money by buying a stock and it's the same price two years later. So if you bought a Ford stock at 20 bucks and two years later, it's still at $20, you don't make any money. You only make money with it going up. If we do open heart surgery just on that first part of the game plan, the question I would ask you is, okay, so your game plan is to buy stocks. What happens when you buy the stock? Well, it has to increase in value for, for me to make money. I would ask you what happens if the stock doesn't go up or it goes down. So you've just met the two flaws of that game plan because does the stock market only go up or do stocks always go up? Absolutely not. Right. They go down. They go sideways. They don't always just go to the moon. So this is a good place for you to kind of write down if you're if you're if you're listening to this at home or if you're on the treadmill, if you're driving a car, obviously don't write this down. But I want you to be thinking about that. I want you to write that down. Hmm. If I only buy stocks, I only make money if it goes up. What's my game plan for if it goes sideways or down? And if you don't have one by the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a game plan. But I want you to be thinking about that because you have to exercise your mind in order to be profitable in this industry. And if we can find a way to plug those two holes in your boat, then you can stay afloat. Let's look at flaw number two. If you have a small bank account, how do you invest with some of the bigger and better stocks? So last episode, we talked about penny stocks and why we don't trade those. If you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. It's a really good episode about why we don't trade penny stocks and why we trade options instead. It's the same concept here. If you have a small bank account, how do you invest in some of the bigger, the better, the more quality stocks, the ones that you can read a chart pattern on, the ones that do go up and they go up in a significant way, how do you invest in those stocks? So how do you grow a small bank account in a meaningful way that it means something to you financially? I'm talking not making $30, but you paid $15 in commission for the trade to get in, $15 commission and trade to get out. So you broke even. So even though you made 30 bucks, you didn't really make any real money that would change your life. And this is not a flaw for everybody, but this is a flaw for common people because most 
everyday average working individuals, they don't start a trading account with $10,000, $20,000, $30,000. If you know my story, I only started with $500, but I didn't stay there. I quickly added some more money to my account, found creative ways to get into the thousands to get my account up there so that it can make a meaningful difference. But this is a flaw if you have a small bank account and you only know how to buy stocks, how do you invest with some of the bigger and better stocks? Okay. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share with you some tips and some tricks that you can do that if you have a small bank account. Flaw number three, if you only know how to buy stocks. If stocks and markets go sideways, which we just talked about and can go down, then you don't have an opportunity to make money from the stock going sideways in. You don't get you you actually lose money due to inflation. A dollar a year, two, three, ten years ago doesn't buy today what it bought back then. So if you bought a stock and you just held it and it was twenty dollars, it went up to thirty, fell down to fifteen, went back up to twenty dollars five years later, which would be today. Well, it's at the same price you bought it back then, 20 and it's 20 now, except it doesn't buy what it used to buy. So you actually lost money to inflation. You you could have just let it sit in the bank and lost the money due to inflation without taking any risk in the stock being volatile or in the stock market moving up and down. So how do you get compensated for your time? And many people may not know this. I'm going to share with you some cool tricks that with options, you can actually get Compensate it for your time, which is why it's one of my most uh, passionate topics, because that's how I really made a difference in my trading account, in my investment, in my life, which is using options. Flaw number four. This is the biggest flaw of them all. How do you make money if a stock falls? So you bought the stock. We already established that. If you buy a stock, you make money when it increases in value, meaning the stock has to go up. But we also establish that stocks don't always go up. They can go sideways. So how do you make money if the stock falls? You might be saying, well, I can short the stock. No, 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 no. We're just talking about if you buy stock only. Also, to short the stock, you need 150% of the price of the stock. And that's actually a, a law. You, uh, Your broker requires you to have 150% of the stock. So if you're trading a $100 stock and you want to short it, you need to have $150 in your brokerage account. So if you're already starting off with a small bank account, how are you going to short a stock and you have to have 50% more than what you already have in your trading account. So that's a, that's a big flaw because not only do you lose money if a stock goes down, if you only know how to buy stocks, but there's no way for you for the average person, I should say, there's no real way for you to profit if the stock falls. Now you may be also thinking, what do you mean, Jason Brown? You can actually make money when a stock falls. Absolutely. So let me ask you a question. Does this sound based off what we just went through, the flaws of buying a stock? Does this sound like a game plan for any type of market? Does it sound like buying stocks only? I'm saying only knowing how to buy stocks. We just established that stocks do not always go up. They can go sideways. They can go down. You can't play with some of the bigger, badder stocks depending on 
how much money you're able to get started with as an average everyday working individual. And then there's no way for you to really make money if the stock goes sideways. You actually lose money due to time and inflation. So does this sound like a game plan for any type of market condition? I don't want you to get depressed. You might be thinking like, wow, there's no hope. Why am I even trying to learn how to how to trade or how to invest? Well, there's some tweaks and some things that you need to make to your trading that the sophisticated traders, the hedge fund managers, they're not really telling you the average everyday individual. And I'm glad to share the stuff with you because I figured it out and I was like, man, how come more people don't know this? So, you know, would it make sense for you to learn what are the other tools? What are the other strategies to plug these holes in your boat since we know that they're reality of the market? And if you say no, then you can just cut this podcast off right now. This isn't for you. But I'm assuming you're listening to this because, yes, you want to know what those other strategies are. So let me dive into what those other strategies are. First of all, that plan, that strategy and that plan for any market is having options as part of your tool belt. And I mean trading stock options, not just having options in life, but trading stock options. And there's two types of options. There's a call and there's a put. And just simply a call means uh, you believe the stock is going up if you're buying calls. And if you're buying puts, you think the stock is going down. And if you're not familiar with that, don't worry. I have a brand new webinar that you can check out. Uh, it's called uh, How to Power Trade with Options. And you can check that out at freeoptiontradingvideo.com. Again, that's the word freeoptiontradingvideo.com. Let me tell you about the solutions of how options work to the four flaws that we just mentioned. So solution number one to uh, if you buy stocks, you only make money if the stock goes up. Well, here's how options work. And most people don't don't know this. You can you can protect that profit with options. So so what do you mean by that, Jason? Brown? Let's just say you buy a stock and you you it did go up. It actually did move higher. So you bought a stock at 70 bucks. It went to. 150. So it moved up $80. I mean, over time, right? So let's say it took five years for it to do that. And you have this stock that was 70. Now it's 150. It moved up $80. Well, with options, you can actually protect that profit by doing something called buying a protective put. And what that protective put would mean, let's say you bought a put at 175. That protective put would say, if this stock falls anywhere below 175, somebody I have the right to put it to somebody at 175 so I can make them buy it from me at $175. Don't worry if you don't know how that works. I just want you to understand the concept is that you can use options to protect your profit, even if you do continue to just buy stock or maybe you got stock passed down from your grandparents or uh, maybe you're managing your own. Maybe you take get, you know, you left your company and now you have money to invest and it's up to you to invest it if you don't want to roll it over to an, another money manager. 
There are strategic ways that you can actually protect those profits by using uh, put options. But if you don't trade options at all, you're only at the mercy of a your stock going up so that it increase. But there's nothing to protect it if it turns around against you. So to flaw number two, if you only have a small bank account, how do you invest in some of the bigger, better stocks? Well, the solution to that with options is you can get exponential growth and without trading on margin, without borrowing money from your broker, which is never a good idea of borrowing money or trading money that you don't have from your broker. But what you can do is with options, let's just say you believe a stock is going up. Well, instead of actually buying the stock, you can buy an option and control the stock. So there's a difference between owning the stock and controlling the stock, which we, you know, we talk about this on the webinar um, that I'm going to be running for the next, you know, umpteenth weeks until everyone knows about how options work and how they can make it work for them. But you can actually control the stock versus buying it. So just to give you a, a little bit of how, what I mean by that, if you were to, for example, let's just say you, there was a stock trading at, $65, for example, okay? And instead of buying that stock at $65, you could buy an option, a $65 option that says, I have the right to buy this stock for $65 between now and it could be 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, up to a year. So instead of owning the stock, you own a piece of paper, a piece of digital paper that says, hey, I can go get it for $65. So if that stock goes up to a hundred bucks and you're holding that piece of paper, you can go get that stock from somebody else for $65. So it allows you the exponential growth without trading on margin or borrowing money from your broker just by controlling the stock versus actually own it. There's a whole thing that I go into about control versus ownership. And I'd rather control it because I don't really, if you think about what you're trying to do with investing in the stock market, you don't really care to own Chipotle Mexican girl stock. You don't really care to own Apple stock. You just want to be in control in case the price increases so that you can make some money. You don't actually care if you own a certificate of stock. You don't actually really care if you can go to the board meetings and vote. I mean, maybe you do, but that's not what we're doing. We're trading. We're just trying to make money. We're not trying to get on the board of Apple and uh, participating in the votes of what they should do with their dividend. That's not what we're here to do. You want to just make money off price movement. And if you could do that by controlling the stock versus owning it, and it costs you less money to do that, wouldn't it just make sense to do so? But if you don't know how to do that with the power of options, then obviously you're left to only buying stocks and hoping it goes up. And that's the only way you know how to profit. Let's talk about the solution to problem number three. If stocks and markets go sideways, you know, you don't have an opportunity to make money from a stock going sideways, meaning you bought it at 20, 10 years later, five years later, whatever, it's still at 20 bucks. You actually lost money due to inflation. Option solves that problem because there's a strategy called, I, I like to call it selling time. You actually can, if you own stock, let's say you own a hundred shares of, um, I don't know, Tesla. 
Nah, that's too. Let's 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 say you own a hundred shares of GE General Electric. That's an old time company. Let's say you own a hundred shares of GE, and you've had these shares in your family. Your grandpa's grandpa passed them down to you. You own a hundred shares of GE at thirty dollars a share. Okay, what you can do is you can sell the right for somebody to buy GE from you. At $35. So you own GE at $30 a share. And it's currently trading at $30 a share, you know, because it didn't do anything for since your grandpa had it and it passed it down to you. It's still trading at the same price. Well, what you can do is you can sell somebody to write to buy it from you. So you're basically selling an option. Someone says, hey, they come to you and say, hey, I'd like to buy your GE stock between now and the next three months. For 30 at $35, you say, great, I own it at 30 in order for us to enter that contract. I want $2, right? So there's some math involved with that, but basically you get paid. And if GE never hits $35, guess what? You get to keep that money. So that's why I call it selling time. You get paid for waiting. And what happens if GE does hit 35? Well, they'll come to you knocking on your door and say, hey, I want the stock for 35. But that's okay because you own it at $30. So it's really a cool strategy. You actually get paid for waiting. And if it actually hits the number that's above what you own it at, you also get paid a second time because they're going to come ask for it at 35 when you own it at 30. So you got paid for waiting, which means you profit by selling time. And if it doesn't hit the 35, you still get to keep that money. So it's really, it's a really sweet strategy. It's one of my favorite long-term strategies. Because if I'm going to do anything long-term, I don't know what the future holds, so I might as well get paid for waiting. That's one of my favorite strategies that I talk about with respect to options. Let's talk about solution number four. You can't tell this stuff really fires me up because this is what puts you in the upper echelon of being able to profit from the stock market. Because now you're starting to see you can have a game plan where the stock market is up, if it's down, uh, how you can control more expensive stocks. And then we just talked about how you can profit by selling time and making money, you know, just for waiting. So let's talk about solution number four to problem number four, which is what I think is one of the biggest flaws of only knowing how to buy stock. I told you, if you buy a stock and it doesn't do what you think it's going to do, which is go up, what happens when that stock starts to go down? How do you profit off of that? For the most part, you can't. We just talked about that. Well, with options, you can profit. I mean, profit big time from a stock actually falling or selling off. And that's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, we'll put it in the show notes. But if you haven't saw the option case study where I made 84% return in like, I think it was like two weeks or something like that. Seven days might've been less than two weeks. It was crazy. It was actually from a stock falling. So I'll put that in the show notes so that you can check out that case study uh, on our website. And I think I did it as a YouTube video. So you'll be able to, I'll give you the link to the video and the case study, the whole thing. But the point is, 
it was so powerful that when a stock is selling off or the markets are bearish, most people come to work the next day and it's like, oh, it was a horrible week in the market. The stocks are down. Well, when you know how to trade options, you're like, hey, it wasn't a horrible week for everybody. We got paid for those stocks falling. And you can do that with something called a put option, which means, you know, for example, if a stock's at 50 bucks, you buy a $50 put option. If that stock falls down to $40, well, that put option means you can go force someone to buy it free from you at 50. So it's really awesome. So now that it's trading at 40, you can force someone to give you $50 for it, which is a $10 difference. And you might be thinking, well, what if I don't own the stock and this, that, and the third, uh, this, this isn't about teaching you exactly how options work. This episode would go way uh, longer than it's going right now. But I just want you to know that it's a game plan and a strategy for any type of market condition. In order for you to deploy these strategies, you need to learn how to trade options. So with that being said, let me ask you a question. If you know that there are some inherent flaws with buying stocks, there's some gaps, there's some holes in the boat that will allow water to come in and will drown you and drown your bank account and keep you from getting to your ultimate goal, which may be, you know, buying that franchise, buying some investment property, retiring your parents, putting your kids through college, bringing your spouse home from work, from not having to work two jobs or either job for that matter. If you know that there are strategies to help you make more keyword here, consistent income, then why wouldn't you want to learn about it? Okay. And so that's why I put together this webinar. I want you to check it out. you to go to freeoptiontradingvideo.com. The keyword is free. All right. Freeoptiontradingvideo.com. I'm going to be running webinars ongoing about options trading. I'm going to be breaking down how this stuff works and how to make it work for you. So I want to see you on the webinar and I'm going to be breaking down these strategies that'll help you plug the water in your boat and keep you afloat. So I'm Jason Brown. I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope it I hope you got some nuggets out of it and it at least piqued your curiosity and opened your mind and say, you know, that's true. There are some flaws with trading stocks. Let me figure out how to patch those holes. So that's what I want to do for you. I want to patch that boat again and keep you afloat. So visit freeoptiontradingvideo.com. Register for one of the upcoming option trading videos. I promise you it's going to change your life and how you think about the stock market. And it's going to give you the confidence and the strategies to have a game plan for any market condition moving forward. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Brown Report Stock Market Report. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. For more power stock trading tips, tutorials, and training, visit www.thebrownreport.com.